G'day super freak, welcome back. You can hear me, I sound like a 160 year old chain smoking frog nana, but we're going to go with it. (laughs) Today I have a very relevant podcast topic to talk with you about, and that is how I run my business as a highly sensitive person with inconsistent energy. So it's relevant because right before Easter, we're just off the back of the Easter break, my husband and I got the dreaded COVID and we had to cancel all of our plans. Now, I'm in the middle of launching a program and we had all of our big family coming over for Easter for camping. I had to cancel all these calls and all these plans and rearrange all these things. And we've even extended the launch to accommodate what felt right and what didn't. And I really want to speak to this because a lot of my clients also have inconsistent energy or they have family situations or health situations or just circumstances, which mean they have an inconsistent amount of time that they can actually give to their businesses. And they often ask me, how do I do it? I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue in 2008. I am no stranger to cancelling plans and needing to take care of my health. And I do not struggle with it one bit whatsoever. I'll explain why. And I'll explain also how I run my business in a way that supports me being able to do this without taking away from my clients. So first things first, When highly sensitive people, now if you identify as a highly sensitive person, you'll know it doesn't mean you're allergic to everything and you can't hack a joke. It means you process things. You have a a highly sensitive nervous system and you process things deeply, which means you need to operate at your own pace, which means there's a very specific way that you should be running your business. And 20% of humans are actually highly sensitive, according to Dr. Elaine Aaron's research which means 80% of humans are not, which typically means about 80% of how we are taught to run our lives and businesses is not really for us. So that's the first thing I want you to know and remember because oftentimes most highly sensitive people tend to opt out of thinking big or playing big because it does not feel better. Most highly sensitive people are taught there is one way to grow and run a business and it is a way that does not suit them and therefore they tend to make up that maybe they're just not cut out for business because they can't be that consistent or they can't show up that consistently and they can't be everywhere and they can't be available to all people in all channels in all ways at all times and we couldn't be more wrong. In fact, highly sensitive people being 20% so very needed in the way that we think and the way that we operate. And it's not for everybody, but it has an impact on everybody. So what ends up happening is they either just try to ignore how they feel and push through and bump through, and it ends up grating on our health even more. It's like quite damaging to our health, or we will slow down and stop because we've come to a grinding halt because we get sick and then we beat ourselves up for not being good enough, not being able to keep up, maybe not being cut out for business or being terrible at it. And both of these are really unproductive and unhelpful. So I want to give you some solutions as to how you can avoid feeling like you are unable to be consistent in the first place and how to set up your business so that you don't need to push through. And when unavoidable things happen, like needing to take a break or you get sick or something like that, it's not going to be a huge problem and you don't stress about it. There are some reframes and there are some physical things that we're going to talk about as well. 
So the first thing though is knowing that there isn't just one way to run a business. You've probably been listening to someone or probably 80% of the world who have a very typical consistent way of pushing through and doing business. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing right or wrong about any way. But what is true is that there's not one way to do it. So the first thing I want you to do is if you are trying to grate yourself up against a strategy that feels inherently wrong to you, it feels draining, it feels grating, it feels like you have to activate a lot of your energy, it feels really hard, just know that you probably don't have to do it. I don't know where you learned that you have to do it. I don't know who you're following or thinking that you need that that's the only way to do it. But just take a big deep breath and I'm not going to take a big deep breath because I'll cough, but just take a big deep breath and know that you don't have to do what you don't want to do. So one of the biggest things is consistency. And in my world, this is probably the biggest game changer for my clients. In fact, I know for them, for most of the clients I've worked with, especially in the Fierce Salon, teaching people how to find and redefine their own version of consistency has actually changed the way not only that they run their businesses and show up, but the way that people receive them and respond to them. Because what you'll find so incredible is that when you start to own how you need to do things, If you make that very clear from the outset, if you make that very clear in your boundaries, if you make that very clear as an expectation of what people can get from you right from the beginning, there's no argument. People are either in or they're out. And in fact, what I find is, like I said, I'm no stranger to needing to change or cancel plans, but it rarely happens these days because of what I'm sharing in this podcast. But when I do, you know what people say to me? They say, Haley, thank you for modeling, taking care of yourself. Thank you for actually following through and canceling today. I didn't know I needed to see this in you. I didn't know it was okay because I'm typically the type of person who pushes through. So we all know that it's good for us to honor our bodies, but actually doing it is something entirely different. Like there's talking about it and then there's everything that comes up around doing it. So modeling it is really, really important. And so... The first thing that I, well, the first thing was actually redefining that there's no one way to grow a business. But the second thing was redefining what consistency meant because within growing a business, one of the things you'll hear often is you need to do all these things and you need to do them consistently. And I tried it and I sucked at it. And then I beat myself up initially. Like I said, highly sensitive people did. And then I tried to push through it and then I broke myself even more. And so that didn't really work. And what I realized was I could either make this mean I'm not cut out for business or I could redefine what consistency meant to me. And this has changed my life and it's changed my clients' lives too. To me, consistency isn't about my production. It's about my presence. And what that means is when I show up, you will get the same version of me. Okay, today you get a croaky version of me, but I'm not doing the same thing at the same time every single day, like churning things out because that would actually break me. But you will receive this podcast consistently. I'll talk about how, but I'm not creating it with consistency. I'm not creating it in a way that doesn't suit me at a certain time every single week. My presence is what is consistent. So in the times when I haven't had a team to be able to make things consistent for me, 
what I promised to people was you will hear from me in random intervals. But when you do, I'll always have something to share that is helpful and insightful. I might invite you to something. And what you can expect is that every time you open an email from me, it'll give you something that could change your life. I'm not going to say that it comes at seven o'clock on a Tuesday because I can't. That's impossible for me. And so by setting up clear expectations about what consistency means and by reframing it from something that a person gets or a product that I create or a productiveness that I can create, if it's my presence, people know that they might not see me all the time, but it's just like my friendships. We might not see each other all the time, but when we do, we'll pick up right where we left off. I'm not going to be inconsistent in the way that I will coach you, inconsistent in the way that I see the world, inconsistent in what I'm doing these days. I'm just going to be inconsistent in in the sense that typically people think consistency means every Tuesday at seven o'clock or something like that. And for me, that's not what it means. So aside from redefining the fact that business does not have to happen one particular way, the first step is redefining consistency. What does consistency mean to you? What do you want it to mean to you? This has honestly been the biggest game changer for my clients. The second thing is to then create your own rhythm. And if you want to create something consistently, for example, a podcast that comes out every Wednesday, if you want to create something consistently, is enlist the help of others to make it happen on a consistent basis. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't have to be others, but I'll give you an example. With this podcast, I have the beautiful team at Bambi Media, So I send them my audio and they make it happen consistently. Now, we're at a stage in my business where I do have to think about creating more often than I am used to. And that's something that I was happily able to commit to. But if I have too many people demanding too many consistent things of me too often, I don't like that. I don't thrive. I don't feel like I'm enjoying my business whatsoever. But I made a commitment to the podcast that as long as I could just record and send it to someone else and they make it happen consistently, then it's really easy for me. So right now it's a Tuesday morning. I've just come off the back of being quite sick for about five days. And I'm recording this with very minimal notes so that I can get it done and speak to you from the heart. And sometimes I have more notes and sometimes I have less, but this is a way that I can show up so that it can eventually become consistent. Now, if I wanted to, I could create three or four podcasts in one go today. That's not what I'm doing. (laughs) But after that, my team can turn it into something consistent. Now, let's think of some other examples. Let's say you have some beautiful blog posts or some content or something that you have created like a creation that you've made for the world you might think oh my gosh like the whole world they show up on social media every single day well first of all you don't have to have social media at all if that's not something that suits you if it's not something that you like social media was an invention that's only existed in the last decade businesses have existed for hundreds of years without social media my friend so you don't need it But if social media is something that you want to do and you hate the idea of having to be consistent or opening up the app every day, there is technology that automates posts for you. So you could take something you've already created and either yourself or get someone else to turn it into a bunch of different posts. So you don't even have to be on social media, but you're on social media. Does that make sense? So 
you don't actually have to be the one that's consistent. You can utilize teams and support to actually help the things that you create consistently be out in the world. Because people say to me all the time, you're quite prolific and you're sort of everywhere. And I'm actually not. I'm just creating in my own rhythm. And I've enlisted the help of others to make my rhythm be a consistent rhythm out in the world. Does that make sense? So it's really important to think about what feels good to you, what works for you, and then enlisting the help of others or the help of automated systems and things like that to turn it into something consistent so you can just create when it feels good and go on and do your thing. And that's how it should be, right? Ding, ding, Croaky Nana Life Coach interrupting this podcast episode to invite you to join me for the Fierce Salon if you like this episode, because guess what? This is what we focus on for a whole six months is getting your whole business in alignment with who you are and not what someone else is. The Fierce Salon has two aims. Number one, to help you get your coaching or creative career to $500,000 a year with really solid, beautiful, consistent, sustainable profit margins. It's not really about 500,000. You don't have to do it inside of six months. You can do it at your own pace. It's about thinking big and going big, but not just focusing on revenue. That's the first aim. The second aim is to help you get there in a way that feels good to you, sustainable to you, energizing to you, and in a way that you could repeat on tap forever for the rest of your goals, for the rest of your life. Does that sound good? I think it does. If you're interested, reach out. We can book a call. We are going to kick off at the end of April and I hope to see you there. Okay, so that's the second thing. Now, I probably should have said this one first, but number three is mapping out your time so you could still show up on your worst days. All right, this is probably, again, one of the most important things, but You don't have to show up on your worst days, but most people plan and get their planners out and they're really productive and they're trying to make their businesses work and plan out their days as though they are at their most healthy and most energized and consistently feel that way every single day. And then when they don't get everything done, they just move all those things from that to-do list to the next to-do list. And they have really high expectations of their energy and time. But if you actually, I'm a life coach, ready? Are you ready for this? If you lower your expectations about what you expect of yourself every day in terms of time so that you could still show up and do the things that you do even on your worst days, you don't have to ever worry about not having the energy to do your work. You don't have to worry about not having the energy to be consistent either because you can still do it even on your worst days. Not that you have to. No one has to operate or work on their worst day, but you could if you want to. So that's my guiding light with how I map out my time. Could I do this on my worst days? Because it feels so good to look at a calendar and know that I do not have to psych myself up. I do not have to smash 50 coffees to get through my to-do list. I don't have to pump myself up. I don't have to put my hair in a bun and just hustle it out. No, I can be chilled. I can be feeling, I can be not feeling it and still show up. And ha- and if, if that's the standard for my business and my business grows off that standard, we're laughing because it means I can be consistent. It means my business can continue to grow and make money and I don't have to be at my best. 
I can be actually at my worst and things can still happen. This is a game changer if you have inconsistent energy, okay? And then finally, I would say, and this is the bit where, um, you know, when the inevitable happens, when you have to actually cancel or change plans or you get sick or something happens with yourself and your health or someone that you love, like a family member, I have a lot of clients who have family situations or health situations that mean consistency is impossible. And it's part of the reason why a lot of them will not actually let themselves be visible and put themselves out there because they're kind of afraid that they can't follow through on their commitments and they don't want to be a flake. So they don't do anything. And that makes me so sad. And this is my solution for this. This has been the biggest game changer of my business is I have days and weeks and months planted into my year where there are no expectations of me. So for example, there are days of the week where I have absolutely no calls and no commitments. And then one week, every single month, one week, every month, every month, there are no calls, no meetings, no nothing. Now, what I do with that week is very different every single month. Sometimes I would like this month, I'm using that week to catch up on things that I couldn't do throughout this month because I have been unwell. Some months I use that week to go away and be in nature and just recharge because being on a screen is pretty draining for me. It's not ideal. Some weeks I use it to get started on a creation. Some weeks I use it to potter around my home. Some weeks it's a mixture of all of the things. And same with the days of the week where there are no requirements of me. Because I have those days built into my life, non-negotiable, preempted, pre-done, because they're already there, I know that I can show up when I'm not feeling great because there's space for me to rest. I know that if I do have to move something, which I rarely ever have to move anymore because of that space to rest, because of that time to recover, because of that time to fill up my cup, if I do ever have to move something like I did last week, there's actually time for me to do it because I'm not then going to be overworking for the next three weeks to fit everything in that I had to cancel because I had to take a week off. A lot of business owners There is no time built into their businesses for things to go wrong. And this is where you start to see that people are teetering on the edge of burnout because it's so inconvenient to need to cancel anything. So they push through then they end up feeling exhausted or resentful and then they beat themselves up. And it's like, it's not, it's not a fun cycle to be in. I I know it really, really well. So while again, it sounds like I'm lowering expectations, lowering productivity, lowering output, lowering all my chances at getting ahead according to capitalism, which says I need to sit at my desk and work my buns off 24 hours a day, otherwise I'm worthless. By building in this time, this downtime, I'm constantly refilling and refueling. So constantly regenerating my energy. There is space for things to move and be inconsistent and therefore it is never a problem if a client needs to move with me. It's never a, cli- a problem if I need to move, but I also rarely need to move things because I feel more safe to show up knowing that I have time to rest, which is a funny paradoxical thing, but it is so real for people with sensitive nervous systems like my own. And that probably has been the biggest game changer in my business. I have at different times felt like I've had so much energy. I've not needed that week to not have calls. And every time I fill it with 
something because I'm too busy, I regret it. And I notice my energy shifting. And I honestly believe it is the reason I'm still around after 15 years of running my business, because there's actually space for me to rest and recover. So it's funny, in order for us to have the kind of businesses that we desire to have, we actually have to be willing to throw away so much of what we've been taught makes a good business and makes a good business owner, makes a consistent business owner. If you can kind of close your eyes, put away everything you've ever learned and ask yourself, if I didn't know how this was supposed to be done, how would I naturally do it? You will have so many answers for yourself. And again, the irony is we worry about not being good enough, about not showing up consistently and about feeling terrible, like we're letting people down if we can't do the things that we used to be able to do or that other people can do and compare ourselves and feel like we're not enough or feel like we're missing something or feel like we're not cut out for it. The irony is when you own the way that you like to work, when you own your energy, when you own the fact that you need to rest that day, and I'm not talking about just being a flake. Highly sensitive people are the least flaky people I have ever met. They are so powerful and so strong and so reliable and such fantastic leaders. But the problem is that when we do overcook it a little bit, we feel terrible about letting other people down because it's in an innate leadership quality, highly sensitive. But the, the irony is when you do actually honor your body, the fact that you have a body and you honor it, the response is always an overwhelming, resounding thank you. Thank you for modeling this in a world where everybody talks about it, but no one really does it. And I think that is something very much worth paying attention to. So my question to you is, if you struggle with inconsistent energy, where are you trying to keep up your standards according to something that's not you? Make a list of everything that energizes you. Make a list of everything that drains you. Have a look at your calendar. Do you have days or weeks built into your calendar where there are no expectations? Do you have a definition of consistency that is unhelpful to you? Can you think about creating the things that you want to create in the way that you want to create them and then enlisting some support either through software or people to make that consistent so you don't have to be all of the places all of the time? And can you start planning your days and thinking about your schedule and your timing so that it would be in honor of your worst day instead of at the standard of your best? <laughs> it sounds so funny and rebellious to say this in a world where that we are just constantly demanding more and more and more of our bodies and our brains and ourselves. But if you could set the standard that you could do it on your worst day, you can do it no matter what and you still get to have a life. And to me, that is success. To me, that means you're gonna be here long-term. To me, that means that when you show up for me, you are also showing up for yourself as well, and that's leadership. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I hope it helps you. I hope my croaky frog nana voice hasn't been too distracting. But I, I feel good that this is how this episode is coming to you today as well, because this is how it is in my world. If I can't do it like this, I can't do it at all. So I hope this episode has helped you. I hope this episode has inspired you to make some changes. Of course, 
you know where to find me and you know where to find the Fierce Salon if that is something that you would like my support with. And if there is a particular thing that resonated with you today, I would be so honored if you would reach out to me and let me know. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and lower those standards. I'm a life coach. See you later.